Okay. Um, I'm going to be quick, I promise you. I just want to give counsel to um, the fathers that are here today. Just a fatherly counsel. Amen. Just give me 15 minutes. I promise you we will close. Um, you know, we will not take time. Amen. But Apostle, you always say that and you never keep. All right. Pray for me. Amen. It's so hard. Once you start preaching the word of God, something just, yeah, it just something drives you. Amen. All right. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 14 to 16. And I, I was just Googling and searching what to preach this morning and just Googling about statistics of some things that I really just want to share with us. First Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 14 to 16. All right. The Bible says, I write these things to you. I write not these things to shame you. Paul says, what I'm going to preach this morning is not to shame anybody. It's not to shame any woman that is single. It's not to shame anyone that is fatherless. It's not to shame any father that is, you know, that, that, that is maybe done it wrong. It's not to shame anybody. He says, so I write this thing not to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I do what? What do I do to you? I warn you, every good father will always present warning to their children because of the future, because of legacy, because of the things that we are seeing happening in our generation. This is a, a generation that is really gone insane. I was talking to the youth and I told them, I said, you know, uh, the reason why you have to intentionally serve God and avoid distraction is because when we were growing up, we didn't have the distraction you have today. We didn't have TikTok. I didn't grow up with TikTok. I mean, till today, I don't know how to operate my social media. I'm, and I'm being serious. I'm being serious. Many times, my children would take my phone and log out and log me out and do something to my Instagram, and I'm confused. I will, one day, I went to Hannah's room. I said, if you take my phone, return it the same way you took it. What is all this? I will be searching for Instagram. I can't find it. I search for Facebook. I, I mean, they just do some things because... When we were growing up, these things were not there. Now, they're growing up in these things. And if care is not taken, it becomes a distraction. Becomes a distraction, particularly to destiny. And so Paul says, I write this thing to my you, my beloved sons, as a warning. Next verse. Next verse. For though you have how many fathers, how many uh, instructors? Though you have how many instructors? Though you have how many instructors? He said, but yet... Not how many fathers? Not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. And then he gives a counsel in the next verse. Wherefore, I beseech you, what do you do? What do you do? Be ye followers of me. I connected this scripture to the statistics I read on the internet today. Please pay attention. As a father, this is important. And even as a mother, for those of you who uh, you are raising children as a single mother, this will be important to you because believe that God will help you even as you raise those children. Say amen to that. It says 63% of youth suicide are from fatherless homes. 90% of runaway children are from fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts are from fatherless homes. 75% of all adolescents, substance and chemical abuse are from fatherless homes. 
85% of youths in prison are from fatherless homes. Now, church, this is not to say that the role of a mother is not important. Mothers are very, very important. I believe that the, in fact, the primary role in a, mother, in a child's life should come from the mother because mothers give love, mothers give care, mothers give nurture, which many of us don't have. Many of us, we are not so good at it. Even when God wanted to talk to us about, you know, uh, forsaking your children, he didn't say, if your father forsake you, because he knows fathers can forsake you. Hello. Hello. When God was talking about forsaking children, he didn't say, if your father, for he knows your father can forsake you. He said, but even if your mother forsake you, I, the Lord, will not forsake you. Because he knows that a child needs a primary care especially in terms of growing up but as a child advancing in age he needs a father for guidance he needs a father i'm not sure why my mic is cutting please um if you need to do something with my receiver please do that quickly now i i if if once a child starts growing to a certain age he needs the particularly when they start making decisions about destiny they need that fatherly mentorship they need that fatherly guidance because that will help them to make decisions pertaining to destiny. Can I hear an amen? And so today, I just want to talk to the fathers um, because uh, it's not because uh, there are children who, are, who even have fathers on earth, have physical fathers who are still married to their mothers. There are so many of them who are present but are not effective. Hello. So, so it, it doesn't mean because uh, a father and a mother is in the house means that the man is truly fathering. No. There are many fathers who are what? Who are indifferent in their approach to their children. There are many fathers who are inadequate to their children. And then now we have the worst. We have fathers who are not even present. And I always advise men in this church, if you have children anywhere, make sure you are in their lives i want to plead with the mothers and the women i know yes there may be fathers who are bad role models very bad they bad influences they're not good at all they're drinking smoking and they are everything you don't want your child to become i also want to plead with you that once in a while just allow those children to know that they have a father somewhere. Um, it's so sad for me, you know, as a, father, a spiritual father, I've been through all kinds of rigmarole with fathers. I've had to correct some men. I, have a, I mean, when I came into South Africa, I've said this many times, it shocked me to know that men can just abandon their children. The one thing a Nigerian man will not do is to leave his child for you. We were brought up like that. Ne our culture, if I fight with you, I will fight to take my children. That's how we are. But here when we fight, the women just walk away with children. And the men don't care. It should not be so. It should not be what? Be so. Fight to be in your children's life. That's very, very important. Fight to be in their life. That child needs you. That child needs you. 
you don't know the role that look at the young girl that was talking here, all the things that she has become because of her father. It's not because the mother is not important, because fathers give direction to destiny. Oh, your, your amen this morning is looking for my trouble. So I want to I wanna address the godly men that are here. Um, that are here today to say, look, you know, we, we can get this thing right. We can do it differently from what the world is doing. I just want to just give us counsel for the next five minutes, and then we will go home. Amen, somebody. And so today, the question I want to ask the godly man that is here, can your son or your daughter look at you and say to you, when I grow up, I want to be like you? Can your child... Judging from where you are, what you have done, the beating of their mother, the abuse, the swearing, can your child look at you and say, I want to be like you when I grow up? Now I'm talking to godly men. I'm not even talking to unbelievers. Can your child look at you and say, when I grow up, I want to be like you. You are my role model. So the way we live our life affects our children. The way that we conduct our life on a daily basis affects our children. Never think that your actions are not important. When you're fighting with your mother, insulting your mother, abusing your mother, cursing your mother, beating your mother, the children are watching and these things are affecting them negatively. These statistics comes from people who are dealing with issues of fatherhood. They are dealing with what? Issues of fatherhood. Because there is no father in their life. Now, like I said, I didn't say all these statistics to make anybody who's a single mother here to say, but what hope do I have? There is a grace God has made available for you that you will represent in that child's life a father and a mother. There is a grace. And there is heavenly father. If only you can commit your children to God and make sure that you come to church. Listen. In fact, do you know that in a home that a mother goes to church all the time and the father doesn't, most likelihood the children don't take church serious. They don't. They, they can go to church with their mother because they just want to go to church. But many times, the actions of a father as regards to how he attends to the things of God molds a child's life to serving God all the days of their lives. It's very important. And so we must be living examples in our generation as fathers. Paul said, though you have many instructors, you have 10,000 instructors, but yet you have one father. You don't have many fathers. God didn't give you the privilege to be many fathers. That's why many of you who are confused about fatherhood, you come to this church and T.D. Jakes is your father. Let me talk to you now. You need counsel. You see, you can't be here and Apostle Joshua Selman is your spiritual father. You are not serious. Let me tell you what, what the true meaning of father in, in the original Greek is source and resource. Now, a father is somebody who invests in your life. <laughs> Let me tell you, as much as you listen to Apostle Joshua Selman is my dear friend and brother. As much as you listen to him, you watch him tonight, and I recommend you do so. He's my friend. I listen to him. I listen to all my friends. I listen to their messages, you know. And they listen to me as well. So, 
as much as you love him and you, as long as you are sitting here, he cannot, he, he doesn't invest in your life. Apostle Joshua Zellman doesn't pray for you, I'm telling you now. He has people he's praying for, that he's fathering. Hello, church. Hello. I know you don't like, T.D. Jakes is my father. You know some of you have T.D. Jakes as your profile picture. On Instagram, on Facebook, on, you, on WhatsApp. And I'm nowhere to be found. Hey, Jesus. And then you have the audacity to send me a message. Daddy, how are you? And TDJ say hello. <laughs> you have 10,000 what? Instructors, but not many fathers. Please, please, let's not do things that are out of sync with the word of God. Paul said, because in Christ I have begotten you. I have begotten you. And so because I begot you, what you now do is, please follow me. Watch me and follow me as I follow Christ. Watch me as I am an example to your life. Watch me. See how I do things. See how I pray. See how I love my wife. See how I take care of my children. See how I honor. See how, I'm, how I treat people. Watch me and follow. Are we together, church? I, 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 don't even, I can't even use swear words. I don't know where... If you are a man here, you are still using F-U, bitch, and all these nonsense things that people say. After service, come to my office for deliverance. There is a demon after your destiny. You can't be using those kind of words as a leader in your home. Leading children. And those kind of foul words are still proceeding from your mouth. It should not be so. Your mouth is for creation. And you must use it well. Life and death are where? In the power of the tongue. Life, God did not give you a mouth to abuse your wife or to curse your children. You are to bless. Look at your neighbor say bless. So I want to talk to you about what a godly father should do. A godly father leaves legacy. A godly father leaves a legacy. Say amen. How every father lives his life affects generations to come. It affects the way other gener the next generation is framed. A godly father will leave a legacy for his children. Give me the book of Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 29. Deuteronomy 5. If possible, find this in the TPT or New Living Translation. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 29. Legacy for your children. It's amazing how children just follow suit with many of the things that their fathers have done. They just follow suit. Are we together? So that the way you live your life, you conduct your life is very important. He says, oh, that they would always have hearts like this that they might fear me and obey all my commands. If they did, they and who else? They and who else? Are you serious? They and who else? I want to hear you speak. They and who else? Their descendants would what? How long? Fathers, the way you serve God will determine the prosperity of the next generation. 
Oh, no, amen. Look at you. I know you come to church once in a while. The way you serve God, the way you obey God, determines how prosperous the next generation will be. Let me tell you, if our father served the Lord, many of us would have been far better than where we are. Many of us would have been far better, far greater than where we are today. The way you as a father serve and obey God will cause your children, your descendants. That means your children, your children's children, the ones after them to prosper. It will cause them to do well. There is a generational effect on every decision that a father makes. When a father decides to be jumping around, sleeping with women he's not married to, there is a, there is a generational consequence. It is hard for many children because they, can, they, don't, they can't even understand why they do what they do. You know why? It's a consequence of what their father did. Their father had them out of wedlock or their mother had them out of wedlock. Now they find themselves with popping children without marriage. And it just continues from generation because our decision affects the next generation. The way you choose to obey God affects the next generation. Naturally, women are more inclined to serving God. And I, I'm, I'm saying this with all due respect to all the men in the house, can I hear a baritone amen? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Can I hear a baritone amen? Mm -hmm. Ooh, I felt that one right in my toenail. Glory to God. The truth is, women are more inclined to serving God. Listen, I'm not even saying this because of statistics. I am a pastor. If not for women, I don't know where this church will be. Hello. Hello. If I ask now, there are so many men in this church who are not serving. That's the truth. Because they're still trying to figure me out, trying to figure the church out, trying to figure so many things out before they do so. But women, as soon as they step in, they just start doing, they, they want to belong somewhere and start serving. So we thank God for that. But church, listen. Beyond the women serving, a father who serves God gives direction to his children to serve the Lord. I'm telling you, he gives direction to your children to serve the Lord. Church, when it comes to the things of generation, there are certain decisions that God makes just because a man is serving God. I, I Immediately I, I was preparing this, this scripture jumped into my spirit, Genesis 18 and verse 17. Genesis 18 and verse 17. Look at this. God was about to confide something on Abraham or in Abraham, a secret that nobody on the earth knew. And then the Bible said, God, the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I am about to do? I can't keep secret from this man. Why, why would God in the whole earth God chooses one person to give a secret. Hello, church. Hello. How, how can God leave everybody on the planet and decides I want to give an information to one man? Now, I'm going to show you why he did. Next verse. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become what? 
a great and mighty nation and that all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Next verse. For I know, somebody holler, I know. I know that he will command what? His children and his household after him that they shall keep the way of the Lord and to do justice, judgment, and that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken to him. So do you see how God confides in men? He confides in a man because he's going to teach his children the ways of God. So if you are a man here and you are not leading in spirituality, your wife prays more than you. In fact, when your wife starts praying, you say, please stop this, your prayer. Your wife is serving in church and you tell her, you go to church too much. Beloved, you don't want a woman that's a demon. Oh, I've counseled, you know, I've counseled men that are married to slay queens. Ah, yeah. You, 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 Jesus, 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 I pray for you. You will, if any man here, you will not marry a wrong woman. You don't know what marrying a wrong woman can do to a man. I'm telling you. You will have, you see this high blood pressure, hypertension. You have not seen it yet. You will know it when you marry a bad woman. I'm in fact, even Bible describes it this way. It says it's better to live on top of the roof. Can you imagine? During winter, you are on top of the roof. During rain, you are on top of the roof. During summer, when the heat is so much, you are on top of where? The Bible says it's better for you to stay there in all these seasons than to marry a nagging wife. You know when God talks, please listen. God is wiser than you. You are not that wise. Look at your neighbor and say, you are not that clever. Uh-uh, uh-uh, you are not that clever. It's not true. You, you, are, you are not that clever. <laughs> God gives you counsel and say, listen, Abraham, the reason why I can trust him with information is that he would teach his children the ways of God. Fathers, you are the representative of God in that house. You are the priest. Your children must wake up, see you praying. My children, when they wake up in the morning, they all, my voice is what they hear. As you wake up, whether you wake up at 4 a.m., 3 a.m., it has already started. Rigada, bragado, shande, bragadaya. I am praying and walking around the house. Are we together? Church, it's important for them to see you heard what my wife said. The reason why you can walk into my children's room and they are speaking in tongues on their own is because they saw their father do it from when they were child, children. From their childhood, they saw me doing it. They saw me. Because a father should model God to his children. Please, I'm begging you, fathers, on this day, as I give you counsel, please model God to your children. Model God to your children. Be there for them. Let them see you and see a godly man. No child should see his father cheating on his mother. It's the worst thing you can do to your child. The worst thing. That you stay faithful to their mother. These are the days when, look, unfortunately, women are throwing themselves at men. But it doesn't mean that when they give you the offer, you take it. You are a responsible man. Ah, where are the amens? You are a responsible man. Yes, there are beautiful girls out there. Oh, I've seen many of them. They are. 
They are. But the fact that they're throwing themselves to you doesn't mean you should take it. You are a married man. You are a father. Before you go out of your way to begin to mess around, consider that you are affecting the next generation. You are affecting the next generation. Can you imagine if when this church, my late wife passed on, I decided to begin to sleep with women. Do you know where this church would have been? In fact, one of my sons said to me, he said something very humorous. He said, Daddy, the reason many of us are faithful, I don't know if he's speaking for himself or many, but he said to me, the reason many of us are faithful is not because we, we, want, to, we want to cheat, but when we look at you, that's what a father represents. People should look at you and say, I can't do this wicked thing. I can't. I can't. These are the days when all the cry of women is unfaithfulness. In fact, women have now made, so many women have made up their mind that all men are the same. Let me counsel you now while you are in this church. All men are not the same. Never. No, we are not all the same. Many of us men here, we never cheat on our wives. Never. I don't care which devil, same Beyonce, same Rihanna, name them, name them. Mickey, Mickey, Mini, 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 Minaj, Mickey, or Mina, something like that. Amen, somebody. What are they? Keep naming them. What? Did I hear Van der Vestes? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Amen. We will never. Amen. Because we understand our position. We understand our position. Let me tell you, young people, stop playing around. Stop messing around. You know, today we have many women who are not satisfied in their homes because of the number of men they have slept with. Keep yourself. You are not happy with your husband because he, you're comparing him to Sibongile or Sibusiso, to Johnson. No. You see, when many men pass through you, you are... You are Oh, one of my friends demonstrated something. He said, this is how a man and a woman is. He said, if you take a piece of paper and keep writing on top of it, keep writing, keep writing, and you cover the whole sheet, when you write something else, you won't be able to read it. He said, that's how the human soul is. Some of you who find joy in exploit, oh, I have child Sibongile. I've child this one, I've child that one. You are damaging your soul. You are damaging your soul. Be faithful. Be faithful. I always say this. If all men and all women decide that they're going to be faithful to God, men will get married. Men don't buy what they can borrow. Only one amen from a man. Men don't do what? Buy what they can borrow. If you can be faithful to him, listen, there is something about us and pursuit of women. Can I give you a secret? Because I just went through it not long ago. You know, men always pursue the one that's difficult. You know, men can have six women. The others are cheap. They say, you say hello to them, they're vibrating. You already know, this one is, I can do anything with this one. He has six of them. The other one is shaking, but there is one. When he says hello, he says, my friend, 
please, 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 please. That's the one the man will have sleepless night over. I'm telling you, that's how men, that's how God designed us. All these, before a man taught you, you have already, you're removing, what is wrong with you? No, keep your clothes on. Let him take you out many times. Let him speak. Let him, before you even allow him to hold your hands. So that the day he holds your hands, you would, he will go back home. Praise the Lord. Oh, Jesus, I, I held her hands. Meanwhile, some of you, first date. First date. Ooh. You even ask him, where do we go now? Ah. Please don't tell them I'm your spiritual father in the name of Jesus. Just tell them that, that Pastor Sibusiso is your, is your spiritual father. I'm telling you, man. No, keep your dignity. Say amen, somebody. Men, let us teach. Legacy is important. Your children will go after you. My wife, when she married me, she said, I, you know, when I look at your children, they drive for success. I see that, that they got it from you. Because I'm never satisfied with something small. No, every time you see me, I'm improving on something. Beloved, to wake up, the sound we had is good. Look at the one that is up there. That thing is heavy. The volume they gave you is just like this. If they push this thing to highest volume, the thing will push you out of this building. But you see, that's the drive. You sit down with my son. He's talking about Wall Street. He's talking about CEOs of companies. He's communicating with all kinds. Of, he's linked in now. He's talking with company CEOs in, in New York. Why? Because they say drive for success. And my daughter will be, will be going to New York in this. Where is she? We're going to pray for her. She's going for modeling competition in New York this week. Amen, somebody. Are we together? Drive to pursue. My, my wife looked at me and says, you know, baby, we can't even blame Hannah for sometimes the way she is because as a child, she's doing so much. She's playing rugby. Oh, no, not rugby. What's the other? Netball. No, it's Kion that is rugby. Playing netball, doing well in academics, doing modeling, and all these activities. And committed to all of them. She's in the youth as a leader. I'm in all these activities. And they must, she mu they must do what they are supposed to do. And then you drive them through this way of life. And they know how to live life as a young child under pressure. That is killing many youth today. A child wants to write exam. He's thinking of suicide. Because of exam. Beloved, train your children with pressure. Let them get used to Life is full of pressure. I'm telling you. Last night I came back from where I went to preach by. We left. In fact, when I came back, I drove here to come and see the installation of the sound. I left here by one. My wife woke me up early hours of the morning. Baby, you need to go and prepare for service. Early hours of the morning. I'm in church. And this is how we have worked our life day and night. Tirelessly. Tirelessly. And your children see this thing. You must lead them in giving. Where are the amens this morning? Let your children give to the house of God. Let them see you give to the house of God. I mean, you are the one in the house stopping everybody from paying tithe. How are you going to, 
What, what kind of leader are you? Lead them in the word of God. My children, we are titans in this church. I love what Kenneth Copeland said. He said the day that the mother and father were doing their vows, he said they told him this story. That when they were doing their vows, they said to the man of God, we don't want you to do our vows. We want to do our own vows. And they did their vow, I will commit to you, I will love you all my life. And then the last part of the vow, we commit to pay tight all our lives. Now look at Kenneth Copeland, their son. Because the decision his parents made, made him one of the, in fact, right now on the face of the earth. Kenneth Copeland is known as the wealthiest preacher. Wealthiest preacher alive today. Kenneth Copeland has given away 29, is it 31 airplanes? Not bicycle. Hello? Listen, I've given away 18 cars. I know what it took me to get there. That is cars that I've given to people. Somebody has given, how many airplanes? 31 airplanes. Somebody's child has given, because his father and mother committed to tithe on their wedding day. What you do affects your next generation. Please, I beg, look, I, I am begging you, men. I'm beg, we are too rigid. We are the ones that withhold from God. We are the ones that keep our time for God. We say that we are busy pursuing money. We are busy pursuing this. We have school fees. But listen, in the midst of all this, seek God and his kingdom first. And his righteousness. And all this shall be added to you. Can I hear an amen? Church, show your children the way. Your life decides how far your children go. Lastly, as I close, I'm so sorry for time. Be intentional on living a spiritual life before your children. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. Deuteronomy 6. Give me the NIV version, if possible. NIV version. Let's just read that and then we'll go. Give me the NIV version. He said, this commandment that I give to you today are to be where? Are to be where? On your hearts. Impress them. On your what? Where do you impress them? Church, you imprint the commands of God in the hearts of your children. Imprint it. That means a father has the ability to write, take his children's heart and write the word of God. Uh, uh, am I fighting with you this morning? No. A father has what it takes to imprint the word of God in, in his children's heart. In his children's heart. He has what it takes to write it. You can write it. You can write it by teaching them the word. You can write it by doing the word right in front of them. Right in front of them. I've told you the story of my son. Got to the U.S. There was no, he went to a church. He called us. He said, they are not serious. What did he do? At the age of 18, he starts a church on campus. In America, where he has freedom. There is no father, no mother. No apostle Felix telling him. He starts a church and starts leading people. Where did he get that from? It was written in his heart. He didn't get there and say, my mates are smoking. In fact, when it's, we sit at the dining and he's telling us the story of school and how wayward children are and how crazy they are, you're looking at him and you're wondering, 
There is no one. There is no Apostle Felix to correct you. The other day we told you he called us and said, Dad, I want to do Holy Ghost baptism at 18 on my fellow student who I'm now pastoring. And we went through what he should do, how he should lead them and do Holy Ghost baptism. Now, church, how many of you know no child just does that? Something was imprinted on the heart. Please, may you write the word of God on your children's heart. Write it on their heart. You can. Don't be a father that just jumps out of bed, jump in to go and make money. Sit down, teach your children. Do what God says in front of them. You are writing something in your heart. He said, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, talk about the word of God. Stop talking about Netflix. Stop talking about social media. Talk the word of God to your children. Because you are imprinting it on their hearts. Let them see you do the word of God. Fathers are critical. Church, this nation is a mess today because of absentee fathers. We are in a mess. Every arm robber on the street has a father. But what happened to their father? What happened? Every arm robber on the street has a father. What happened to their father? They were gone. They were nowhere to be found. They were pursuing money. They were not advising their children. When was the last time you sat down and taught your children that this is the way to live? You need to marry virgins. Talk about this thing. You think they don't know. Oh, they have social media. They know everything. Whatever you think you are hiding from them, your children know better than you. They know. But sit them down. Talk to them. My daughter, preserve your life. Keep yourself as a virgin. Let your husband meet you pure. Let your husband meet you and meet a gracious woman. Let him meet a woman that can carry the weight of the grace upon your life. Because let me tell you, the number of men you've slept with affects everything about your life. The number of women you've slept with affects everything about your life. It does. It does. There are some things that you may not be able to handle spiritually because of the number of souls or, or spirits. You know, the Bible says, he that sleeps with an harlot, what takes what? The spirit of an harlot. It affects you. And today, I really just want to give this counsel to fathers to say, look, imprint the word of God in the minds of your children. We don't want to lose the next generation. We want to see the next generation flourish. I always say that if care is not taken, the way we are handling children today, the next generation will be in trouble, serious trouble. When you see children who today are in the right path, it's because somebody decided to pay attention. Now, as a single mother here, please pay attention to your children, pray for them, bring them to church. Let them see a role model on the pulpit every time they come here. Youth or parents, take your children to youth. Let them see a Pastor KG who is a father to them. Who is taking them to retreats and praying. Who's teaching them how to fast. Are we together, church? Let them see him. 
Let them see because he's a father to them. It's amazing. The other day, my wife and I were talking. Pastor KG, uh, I don't know, asked Hannah to do something. Hannah was terrified ah, ah, of Pastor KG. I'm telling you, the fear Hannah has for Pastor KG is more than me. Why? Because he's seen a role model in him. He's seen him and his wife at their young age model God. Hello, church. Bring your children to youth. Let them see these things. Because, church, let me tell you, if you are a man here, you don't have anybody you fear. Anybody that can tell you, sit down, and you sit down. You are a danger to yourself. I'm telling you the truth. Woman, if you meet any man and he does not have anybody that he reverences to the point where if that man says stop, he stops. Don't marry him. You are, you, you are getting into a problem you cannot solve. Because at, at some stage in your life, some things will come up that she will need the counsel of somebody you are afraid of. Are we together? Sometimes me and my wife, we are making jokes. And I will say, I will do this to you. He say, ha, I will just give a call to Apostle Anselm. You know, I will jokingly say to her, Apostle will take my side. Don't worry. You know, but at least she knows that I have somebody that if he says stop there, I will stop. I will stop. If he says don't go there, I will not go there. Whatever counsel he gives me, I will take it. So my wife can call him and say, Dad, your son is misbehaving. I'm telling you. And I, as, as great as you think I am, I mean, if the other day he called me, I was in my office. I was sitting down when he called. As he called, I took his phone. I stood up. I stood up. Why? He's my spiritual father. Some of you, I call you, you are chewing chappies in front of me. Apostle, how are you? Apostle. You can't even pronounce apostle because of chewing gum on your mouth. Are we together? God sees these things. Though. Honor, you see, if you don't honor upwards, God will never allow honor to come to you. Honor is transferable. This morning I woke up, I, after I finished prayer, I put a post of Apostle Anselm and my, my biological father. I said, these are the two greatest fathers in the world. So many of you are hiding me. How many of you put me on social media this morning? Let me, I want to test. You put me on social media. Let's count. One, two, three. All of you. You see, th this is how we honor. This is how we honor. These things are, look, are they important to me? No. But it's an honor that you are sowing for generations to come to honor you. I have to do that. To my father. Some of you, okay, how many of you put your biological father on social media this morning? Let me see. Look at the, just look at the few hands. Look at how few it is. That's why this generation is not honored. Because honor is, listen to me. If, you know, I, I, I read a book by Mark Mudok on wisdom keys to destiny. It's a small book, tiny book. And he says, honor is the key to access. That thing stuck to me. I read that book when I was in Bible school. When I was 24 years old. Now I'm 52. 
that thing has talked to me. Honor is the key to access. If you don't honor, doors will close against you. I went to preach for a 70-year-old man yesterday in Pretoria. Night. Pastor Vero was there, she sang. As I was preaching, the man was crying. He's never seen somebody honor him in that manner. As I was preaching. Tears on his eyes. Him and his, not just him, his wife was sharing tears. Because this generation lack honor. We lack honor. And so because we don't know how to do this thing, our children don't honor us. I told you just a few days ago, I sent my father some money. I think it was about a week or two ago. My father calls me back. He said, I got the money. In fact, it was somebody in church that sent that money. I haven't even given him the money, part of it. I gave him some part of it, but I haven't given him some, the rest of it. And my father called me. He says, your tree, as your tree produces fruits, when you shake it, your children will be picking up the fruits. I don't know what kind of, I still don't know the interpretation of that prayer. I need to ask him. But you see, that's what honor provokes. One day, he said to me, I bought my father a beetle. And he told me that my children will buy me four by four. He said, now you have bought me four by four. Your children will buy you private jet. I heard that from my father. First thing I woke up, put my, my wife put her biological father that is gone. Put it on this, put my, our spiritual father, Apostle Anselm, put her biological father also. Honor, look at your neighbor, say honor. This generation don't know how to honor. Apostle, but you don't understand, my father is not in my life. God has given you one here. Apostle, I don't take you as my father. Who do you think you are? Okay, stay where you are. Stay where you are. Church, these are the things that is causing us not to... You see, if you see anything working in anybody's life, find out why it is working. I told you, I think I was leading prayer. I don't know if I said it on the prayer or Wednesday. I said, listen, the Bible said God made his ways known unto Moses. Psalm 103 verse 7. But he's made his acts unto the... That means the miracles he showed the children of Israel. But the way the miracle came, he only showed it to Moses. And I told you, never follow miracles. Follow methods. When you find somebody who is succeeding in marriage, follow their method. When you find a person who is successful financially in their career, in business place, in the marketplace, follow their methods. Look for how they are doing it. What are they doing to succeed? What? What is it that they are doing? For them to do well. I follow principles. That's why I will sit my friends down. I will ask them. I remember the first time that Apostle Joshua Selman came here to House of Treasures. I took him to something. We sat in a restaurant for five hours. I was asking him, bro, give me your secret. Because something is working in that guy's life that I need. Abba, man, anywhere that guy goes, there is over. People must be outside. Anywhere. I don't care if he goes to one village in the Bundus. People... I'm like, how does people follow you like this, like a bee? I mean, so church, I, 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 I sat him down. I said, talk to me. What do you do? What is it you do? Because you must follow, what do you follow? Principles. Follow methods. Find out from people who things are working for. I'll call my father and I'll say, give me counsel. 
my spiritual father, Apostle Ansley, give me counsel on so and so. Give me this, give me that. I remember when my late wife died. He was the first person I, when I called him, I called him from hospital as I was walking out of hospital. I said, Dad, she's gone. He says, son, he said, listen, um, I know what I'm about to say is hard. He said, but this is going to work together for your good. How? My wife just died. You know, that thing just calmed me down. Because, you know, <laughs> listen, I was with some of my spiritual children in hospital. So when I came, everybody is looking onto me. I just arrived from Zambia. People were crying. Some people were. And everybody is looking onto me. What I will do. You know, I know some of you men. <laughs> no, I got there. I was calm. I was calm. And I prayed and just thanked God and I walked out. But right inside me, there were questions. I was asking God questions that I, ha I had no answer for. And then I picked my phone and I called him. He said, son, I know what I'm about to say does not make sense. But everything will work together for your good. Just be strong. Be strong for the children. That's what a father does. He gives you counsel. Please, honor. Look at your neighbor say honor. Honor is very important. Honor is the key to access. Every head bowed or eyes closed. Nobody looks.